Daily DVR is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com, the men's accessories marketplace. Cufflinks.com aims to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each day. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Use code DVR20 and save 20% off your order. No minimum. Whether it's Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Disney, all that great stuff, or the sports stuff, NCAA, NBA, NFL, or, of course, the classic wearable art, the amazing high-quality Hook and Albert Oxen Bull, and, of course, their own Cufflinks.com brand. We encourage you to elevate your look when you get dressed in the morning. It helps to make you feel more confident and create your individual style. Go to Cufflinks.com DVR today. Welcome back to a special daily DVR slash batch it up slash married at first sight Australia version of our podcast. My name is Axel and my co-host today is Peter and we're going to be talking about married at first sight Australia season seven which just finished airing here in the United States but I believe it aired over a year ago in Australia, but I'll ask Peter and introduce him. Hello, Peter. How you doing? And when did this actually air? Good, Axel. Uh, it actually finished, I think it was about March. Okay. So it, Less it than a year. sort of finished just as the uh, virus sort of, sort of took over everywhere. So the poor... Um, Contestants who, or couples, I should say, who usually go on to do uh, nightclubs and TV shows and everything, <laughs> uh, they had that stolen from them, as they keep saying. Yes. And what you don't know is that we got the last four episodes, an extra 20 minutes of a woman that a host that lifetime hired to do kind of little zoom calls with some of the cast. Really? And yeah. Mostly she had on, um, let's see. Jonathan came on a couple times. Um, yep. Josh came on once. Um, Zeb or Seb was on every time. <laughs> Steve showed up once. Michael was on every time. And then um, what's her name? Uh, let's see. KC. She showed yeah. up for the last two. So I would say less than half the cast, probably only five or six people actually ended up um, on this little bit. But it was so confusing because Lifetime would be like, stay tuned for after the show for the special Married at First Sight Australia American reunion. <laughs> and my wife kept on saying to me, did you tape it? And I'd be like, honey, they included it in the two hours. They just, for some reason, they keep on telling us to watch it. And that's what they did. And it would end up being like 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And they gave us a little bit of some of the updates of what happened. But before we get to that, can I ask you, you covered this on your podcast. So just kind of, you know, give us your download of this whole season, how you felt ever, anything you want to say, just like, tell us from your perspective of as an Australian watching your fellow 
country people how you okay. felt about this season. First of all, let me say this season was extremely disappointing because here in Australia, when it was being shown, we knew everything that was going to happen. Everything leaked. Oh, that's right. Somehow through the Daily Mail UK website, and I don't know what the connection is because they're not, it's an English website. I don't know who owns it and I don't know who owns, well, I think, no, I'm not sure who owns Channel 9, which is the network that they're on. Uh, everything was released on that. So we knew right from the word go, virtually every conflict was going to happen. Maybe not exact details, but we knew oh, they were going to leave uh, episode nine and all this sort of stuff. It was really disappointing because the season before, they kept everything under wraps. We didn't know what was going to happen. There was cheating scandals and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the good stuff. We didn't know what's going to happen. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what you tune in for, basically. And it was so disappointing that they sort of let everything out of the bag. I, I don't understand why they did it. Uh, well, you know, a lot of times they can't, they can't help it. You know, I mean, yeah. once stuff has got out, they, they just have no other choice, but to kind of own up to it, you know? And yeah, uh, it's just, they, they just right from the word go, they just let everything come out. Yeah. Whereas the season before, which rated so well was because nobody knew what was going to happen mm. and got people watching because, oh, there's a scandal between these two. Got to watch to see what happens. This season it was like, oh, there's a scandal between these two, but we know he leaves and she goes over with so-and-so and, you know, it's like, oh, I mean, I still watched the whole thing. But, um, yes, it was a bit awkward trying to do a, a podcast when the show is on four times a week and you do a podcast, and obviously you can't do a podcast after every episode. So we'd do one after the four episodes and then we get these complaints from people saying, I don't want to have to sit through the first three episodes to hear the podcast for the fourth one. Uh, you, know, you can't please everybody. But I think we were about the only podcast that, that did do the whole four episodes a week. Wow. So that is, that's something to point out as well here in the States. What we got was two hour long episodes every week on Thursday. So on a Thursday. yeah, uh -huh. on a Thursday and it lasted, they show married at first sight. They started this four weeks or five weeks before Married at First Sight American version on Lifetime. And so they started it on Thursday and then Married at First Sight American version is on Wednesday. And this show just ended and we're on episode 11, I think, or 10 or 11 of, Mar of the American version. So for yeah. us, this has been on for literally five months or so like almost yeah, the entire right. 
COVID, this show has been on. Yeah. The thing is that don't ever uh, put the two shows together because one is pretty real, the American version. They're trying to find love for the, and partners for the, these people. The Australian version is fake. Everything about it is fake. Um, they're not married. It's uh, pretend pretend weddings at the start of the season, and if they decide to break up, they don't have to get a divorce or or anything. They just no way. So when you said it was fake, I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, it's a reality show. I, you know, it's. I think it's you know it's fake. But you're saying that the actual conceit of the show, because in America they really do get married. Yep. Yeah, it's it doesn't happen. Um, oh, people the the few people that have lasted, hmm. and I think there are about six couples over the seven seasons that are still together, and uh, all of them. Oh, sorry, about four of them, I think, uh, had to actually get remarried, you know, officially. Oh, so and it wasn't a legal marriage. Just, yeah, the other two haven't gone that path yet, but they might. You know what? That does actually make a difference, though, doesn't it, Peter? Because what you see here in the States is that people don't, they continue the relationship because they literally don't want to have to tell people they got divorced. You know, it's yeah. like like a kind of like a scarlet letter. For them, I mean, me, myself, I have friends who divorced, whatever. I've never thought it was, it doesn't really matter. I mean, half marriages get divorced, who cares? But I can understand that personally, you would see that as a failure, you know? And it, yeah. it, 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 you telling me that there's not a legal process that happens makes me understand the main difference between these shows, which is the commitment ceremonies. And yes, in the American exactly. version, there is no commitment ceremonies. You get married, then at the very end, you decide whether you're going to stay together, and that's it. And on this one, it seems to me, um, if I'm if I'm if I've timed it right, the commitment ceremonies were at the end of each week, right? Like you would yep. get. Okay, I was right. Cool. So you'd get, yeah. what, four episodes a week, and the fourth episode each week would be the commitment ceremony. Yeah, that's right. Mm, okay, that's what I thought. That made yeah. sense to me. So, and that make that gave them so many outs. That's what I was wondering. Like, the way that they did it, where if a person, if one person said, Yes, and one person said no that they had to continue on for another week. Yes, didn't make any sense to me because then that's like you had like with Connie and Jonathan, it was like enough already. He said no like five times in a row. Yeah, I uh, will get into that a bit later because there's some background to that that you should know about. Okay, just tell me. Let's get right into it. I want to hear all the gossip. Oh, okay, well. I've really got to start start at the beginning. Okay. Um, oh, man. This is interesting. Right. The producers choose who's coming on the show. Not the experts, the producers. The producers also choose which people they're going to put together as couples. 
So that bit where you see at the start of the series where you see the expert sitting there saying, I think John should go with Connie or something, that's just fake. They're told what to say, and that's it. Um, when Disappointing. Yes. Now, when the they have the um, dinner parties and you see the three experts watching the screen, the three experts aren't actually there. They come the next day and they get showed about three minutes of video. And that's the bits that you see them they saying, do, oh, yeah. he's gone. And uh, just enough so they have it for the segment, right? Yes. That's, that's why, so disappointing, Peter. It is. And that's why when they get on the couch, the experts always seem to be totally lost for words about <laughs> what's happening. They never right. – dude, dude, that again, to see you – this is such an insightful podcast. I hope people who watch both shows are listening because as I'm watching, I'm saying to myself, why are the experts even there? Because yeah. in the American version, they really rely on the experts. They bring them in every episode. They're talking to the couples. They're coaching yeah. them. They're, if, and if they're not doing it on person, they were doing it on Zoom before COVID, like seasons before. They'd be like, let's do a quick check-in. Or you'd hear one of the, one of the couples say, um, well, remember when we were FaceTiming with Dr. Pepper, whoever? And then yep. we'd make reference to talking to them, and you didn't even see it on the show. Exactly. So that takes real commitment, you know? And the yep. people they have, Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper, who are the main people for the American version, have been on for about – Dr. Pepper's original, I think Pastor Cal came on like season two or three. They're real – well-known like if you look them up they are marriage counselors and they have books and they are actually putting their um professional you know uh what would you call it reputation on the line yeah being on the show and from my information and they give good advice too don't yeah, they? they give great advice and they actually do now producers always are going to have a say in every reality show, right? We all know that. Yeah. Yeah. But my understanding from the reading that I've done and even some podcasts on Married at First Sight I've listened to, they actually do pick the couples. The producers leave it up to, you know, unless it's something egregious, but within the confines, another difference is in the Australian one, you're doing the whole country. Where in the American version, they pick one city and they make so and they do that so the people live near each other. Yeah. So there's never a question of every once in a while, there's like someone lives on the other side of the city, but mostly that does not factor into their relationship. And there's something that happens on this season of New Orleans where a woman is becoming a doctor and she has to do a residency, but that's the first time that ever happened. Yeah. So it makes sense to what you're telling me why they don't set up why the um they let it be in the whole country because it doesn't really matter, right? They're not yep. trying exactly. to get them to get married. Um that's disappointing. The other thing is that when they're on the couch and uh the couples are spilling their guts about all the things that have been happening, uh 
the experts actually have earpieces in their ears straight to the producers and the producers actually tell them what to say. Oh, man. That seems like so much. As a former film and video dude who's worked on stuff, that's like harder to do. A lot of hard work for not much gain. Yeah, that's, that is, that's interesting. I wonder... I wonder why they would do that because they also seem to have a much bigger budget than the American version. Yeah. So I don't understand why they would go to that lengths because if you've cast this thing well and, and, and they do, they cast this very well. Like one of the things that I was going to say is that I found the couples on the Australian version to be infinitely more interesting than any couple that has almost ever been on the American version. Like if you took one of the couples, if you took like, um, say you took even Kathy and Josh who were not that interesting and put them on the American show, they'd be the most interesting couple. I mean, Stacy and I mean, Michael is like a star. I mean, he's a creep, (laughs) but the guy is a star. Yeah, you know, like these people are great. Um, Alex and Ivan, they they were great. Do you think they would be so entertaining if they were really married and it was real? I think they would. I think they'd be. I think they. It was just great casting. I think they're they're just watchable, compelling people on television. You know, some of them were a little bit. er, You know, I mean, Drew is kind of like a not that interesting of a dude. You know, he just looks like he wants to get stoned and go surfing. (laughs) But um, like, how about Haley? She was crazy. Yeah. She's great. I loved her. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, Okay. So what kind of dirt can you spill on? I know, and we're going like full spoilers and and gossip and all that because we got to get it because it's, it's it's finished, so <laughs> it's finished. that's true. Well, I think Finally. it's going to show in in England now. If <laughs> oh I remember is it going to be a hundred episodes there? Uh, let's see. They're going <laughs> to cut it into halves. Um, yeah. Oh, the thing, the one thing that we do know here in the states is that KC ended up dating Michael. Yes, which to me instantly i i was like that's a perfect match because the exact reason that um drew wasn't into her was that she was look it was true she i i don't know that you'd use the word materialistic because that has like kind of a negative connotation but let's just say she enjoyed the finer things in life yeah the interesting thing about their uh drew uh, sorry drew and kc was at the end of the show, they said that they were going to give it a go together. Yeah. And uh, apparently they walked off set and KC announced that she was now dating Michael. So I'm not sure when they actually started dating. 
Oh. Because it sounds like they'll date him before the end of the end of the series. So that's not what she said on the American After Special no. after show. She was like, "It happened months later. We were just friends." But it's like no. at this point, you could tell that there. Were, yeah. Sorry, there were photos uh, of them two at uh, discos, or not discos, but parties and stuff. Uh, him saying not very nice things about Stacy and saying, look who I'm with, and and they were all over each other. And that was straight after the show finished. Oh, man. Well. And, uh, and of course, um, they broke up after about four months, I think. Right. And now Michael is uh, friends with Stacy again, of all people. Oh, I could see that. I could – I mean, look – the the thing that first clued me in to how ineffective the experts were on this show was how it took them like six or seven episodes to figure out that Michael was a snake. <laughs> like in the beginning, they were like, oh, look at Michael. He's so nice. He's, you know, like he's got such a personality. Look how much he likes Stacy, right? And then meanwhile, yep. he's every opportunity to go at the other couples he took it which is another difference in the shows which is that in the american version the couples didn't even meet each other until like two seasons ago yep they never met they would get married separately and then they'd meet each other at the reunion i mean they probably met each other before but on camera we never saw them. It was only two, about two or maybe three seasons ago that they said, oh, they should all take a trip together. But in the Australian version, it seems like a lot of the people come in purposefully trying to form a power couple to take down other couples. Is that like the history of the show? Yep, pretty much. Um, there's, there's always at least one or usually two uh, or maybe even three couples that are fighting for top dog position and uh you know it changes week by week as we saw this series um michael and stacy are very good at uh, stirring up trouble yeah. by asking questions and stuff but they didn't like it when the the uh the foot was on the other shoe the shoe <laughs> was on the other foot uh yeah when the light was on them they they didn't like it at all no they surely did not, man. They were pretty awful the entire season. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael is, I say he's a star and just in the terms of reality, he is, you just wanted to see him on the screen all the time. He's got a great personality, but he is a bad guy. You know, he's like a villain. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't, the Stacy thing. You know, I hesitate always to comment on looks, even on the land. When we were talking about Bachelor, I said people have weird shaped heads, but I have to do it anyway. And I feel like in reality TV, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that she was in her forties. Yeah. We all thought the same. Um, she's supposed to be in her twenties or something. She's like 25 old. years old, right? Yeah. 26. And yeah. it's the extensive plastic surgery and the lips and her nose and cheekbones and chin and breasts, all everything's fake. And I 
was just, I didn't, I guess to me, I didn't un- realize, are, is that like a thing in Australia too? Cause it's definitely a thing here in America. It's more a thing for the type of people that go on these shows. Okay. Interesting. If you, if you walk around the streets, uh, not now because of COVID, of course, but you know, generally, you don't see people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, most Australians are a lot more laid back and aren't into Botox and all that sort of stuff. But this, I like to say, younger generation makes me feel old. Um, <laughs> who it's have right, got money? Right. Yeah, they've got money and they've got. Uh, I don't know, maybe parents are paying for their apartments and stuff. Um, they seem to want to go this route of, especially the ones that have been on this show, um, uh, strangely enough. Um, yeah. They it's, like it's, the fake, fakeness for yeah. some reason. I don't know. I've always thought, to me, it's it's interesting because – I don't think anywhere that that's actually an ideal of looks. I think it's like, it's kind of, I, I don't know. It's almost like a collective unconscious forms into what someone thought people think is. In, and it's because she doesn't, she almost, it's almost like, um, I, like she's like a mutant in some way. Like it's not yeah. human to me. Right. Like, and I'm not trying yeah. to make fun of her on a personal level, everyone, and she can make whatever choices she wants. But I just think that after a while you see this look repeated and you're like, that's not actually supposed to look like a beautiful woman. She's it's going for a look and it's interesting that that's how Michael described her exactly when he was exactly. in his interview. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. He was like, yeah. you know, the typical girl I go for fake lips, fake cheeks, fake boobs, blonde, dyed blonde hair, super skinny, you know, like and that's what they gave him. Yeah. And that's exactly what they gave him. Um, do you know because any you other? Be, oh. so you do have to be careful talking about Stacey because her ex-husband, who she's got two kids with, is a uh, very outlaw, bikey dude. Oh, she's High the up. best person ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> high up in one of the bikey groups. I'm not sure which one. Wow, really? And apparently, when Michael said some not very nice things about her after they split up. Uh, well, there was talk that he had death threats from. Oh my gosh! Bike gang. I'm not sure if that's true, but I might have to edit the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> to change that, no. Jesus, ah, Jesus, ah. I just find it fascinating because it's not just her; it's in America too. It's like the Kardashian thing. It's like the Instagram mm. thing. Yep. I see, and it's it's men and women too, right? Because there's men yeah. who do the same thing and have the Botox and get their nose thinned out or have, you know what I mean? Like have like yeah. calf implants or something. And it's, it's I, I almost, I get this like almost like sci-fi kind of feeling from it that you go forward three, 400 years in humanity and there will be like, people who are like almost a new type of human because they've so augmented their bodies 
Yeah. That, and, but it's, yeah, it's very interesting. That's how I thought when I first saw her, I was like, this is like a bit much because like Natasha has definitely had some work done too, but it was a little bit less obvious. Yeah. You know, I think most of the women had some work done. Yeah. And you're on camera. You got most of them did. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised how, how makeup you think someone had some kind of work done and it's just a really good makeup artist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. it's just interesting to me that that becomes a whole look. Do you know any other gossip about them or anything that yep. happened on the well, show? All right. Hit me. Um, the producers tell the couples when they can and can't leave the show. So for example, Jonathan and Connie, Jonathan wrote for weeks, he wrote yeah. leave and Connie wrote stay. That was because too many couples had already left and the producers couldn't afford to have another couple leave. So, Oh, man. And is this why they brought in um, uh, Seb and Casey and Drew? No, they always have a couple extras. Oh, okay. That what they do is they actually those extras get married at the same time as the others, and then they're put in isolation until, as a show goes along, usually the producers decide, "Oh, this couple's a bit boring. We'll kick them out. Oh, this couple's having trouble. We'll kick them out." And then they bring in a couple extra couples to to make up for it. Wow, that's interesting. Because yep. I thought that that was because maybe because that you know it didn't work out for so many of them, um, and I felt such like less of a connection to um, Lizzie and Seb and Casey and Drew because they came out so much later on. They came yep. onto the show so much later, and it was very awkward here watching it because yes, exactly. They ended on this big, I think it was between Michelle and Steve, one of their many like, do you find me attractive, Steve? You know, <laughs> I, I just want to be told I'm attractive, Steve. <laughs> God, enough. You know, like, and Steve, like, well, uh, hemming and hawing. Well, mate, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I, I could do a little good impersonation there. I actually <laughs> liked Steve, but. Um, uh, they, but he we, was just stringing her along to be on the show, basically. Yeah. Um, when it comes down to it, if they stay on the show, they keep getting paid. Yeah, yeah. If they I, leave the show, they don't get paid anymore. Man, you're really demystifying this reality television yep. for me. You know, this now, is... Now, the Connie and Jonathan situation, do you remember when she had a bit of a breakdown when she was on the couch and she burst into tears? Yeah. And Well, what happened was uh, earlier... She told the producers she wanted to leave. She was getting sick of being made a fool by having to say stay every week when oh. he was saying leave. Now, what they did is they, they put her in a room by herself with three or four producers who then spent about four hours talking at her, saying things like, well, how do you think all the other couples feel sitting out there waiting for you and you know, all oh, this my God. Of, what, can I ask you, you, how do you know all of this stuff, by the way? Uh, well, just about every one of the um, 
the couples or the singles or whatever you want to call them, as soon as they left the show, they spilled their guts about it all. So have these producers, is the public image of them been tarnished? Have they been fired? It just seems no. like, <laughs> no, no, nothing. Right? We, we, we don't know who the producers are. Well, I suppose if you look at the credits, you can get names, but you know, we don't see them at all. Um, yeah, that and just seems so like such well. a waste of time, man. It is. It, it's, that's not because they, though. that's that's all they're doing it for. Yeah. See, that's, that's interesting because maybe it, it, it has it's just different production companies, too. But I think for a lot of the American shows, um, I mean, the whole reality craze and these type of reality shows have a lot of their um, a lot of the like beginnings came with like shows on MTV, like the Hills and the OC. You remember those shows? Yep. yep. Um, and they were totally scripted. They worked it out beforehand. They left room for improvisation and people kind of knew it. And as time has gone on, People here in America have come to know, okay, there's certain aspects that editing happens or this or that. But when you hear, even for like The Bachelor, you know, when I hear people, um, you know, breaking this fourth wall, whether it's like this guy, Nick Vial, who's who was kind of the groundbreaker in The Bachelor um, modern era coming out and telling everybody, this is real. This is what really happened. It's never anything that would surprise me as a former director, cameraman, like, because you got to make a show, you know what I mean? But the kind of stuff that you're describing to me is the type of stuff that people would get in trouble for five or 10 years ago here. And a lot of, and even in the bachelor, like they got rid of this guy, Elon, who was a producer. And I think now it's pretty common knowledge that the reason why is because he was doing stuff like that. And for a couple of seasons, they were berating people to make certain decisions. And I think in the end, what happened was they just kind of realized you don't need to do that. If you cast well, you can make anything up in editing. Yeah. And um, people will be interesting and compelling because they want to be on the show. You know what I mean? Like. You let them do the work for you. The producers don't have to do that much work like that. That's disappointing because, yeah, the whole Michelle and Steve thing, it was pretty much the same story, uh, Michelle and Steve and uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Connie and Jonathan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the same story. So it's like it makes you think, why didn't they just let one of them go? Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. And it? and another thing that I do want to bring up is uh, the editing problems, which um, the year before the editing was fantastic, and I don't know if they let the work experience kids do the editing this year or what was going on, but there were some absolutely shocking stuff-ups with the editing. Uh, I'll just talk about a few. There's um, one late in the series where uh, uh, Steve is being interviewed on the couch and he's grown his goatee 
there's yeah. a, a two-second shot of him clean-shaven and then back to the goatee, still wearing the same shirt. <laughs> no idea how they did it or where they got that, that little shot that they put in there. Yeah. But it was very weird. Uh, another one, coincidentally, with Steve again, was Steve, wow. Steve and Michelle uh, talking with their friends at a table. Michelle asked Steve a question. Steve and Michelle are sitting like in the kitchen area. There's window behind them. You can see it's raw daylight. Yeah. The camera zooms in on Steve as he starts his answer. It then goes across to the other side of the table where they're two friends and comes back to Steve and it is now nighttime outside. Ah, yeah, the continuity. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I can kind of forgive that kind of stuff. But is it still answering the same you know, it's just still the yeah. same answer. Well, you it's can very- see that they, they, I mean, it's just like we were talking about the opening night of the bachelor, the opening rose ceremony. They, that takes like nine or 10 hours to shoot. Yeah. And yep. then they'll intersperse a part from the first hour into the 10th hour. But I do understand what you're saying. You're get, you're kind of talking a little bit like, the Starbucks Game of Thrones kind of thing, right? (laughs) Which is, to you, it communicated a lack of uniformity and professionalism happening. And that's interesting for me to hear because my impression was that the Married at First Sight Australia had such a bigger budget. I mean, there's definitely a lull and the apartments that they moved in, them into were a real, they've always had a problem with that. They get these white wall. It's like, give them somewhere interesting to be. Yeah. But um, overall, I felt like the production was a cut above the American version from Sometimes maybe just the money point. Yeah. The, the other issue, which if, if you, we're going to watch it back again. Is something that you could see every week, which is the um, dinner party before when they all roll up mm-hmm. and they are sitting there. You know, people are coming in, and the group slowly grows. Almost every week, you know, they'll have a close up of someone talking, and you'll see somebody in the background walk past and then 30 seconds later, that person arrives. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe like they're having... like that is, <laughs> when you notice it the first time, you just got to go, oh, well, it's not just a yeah. little thing. But when it was week after week after week, you're thinking, is anybody checking this stuff? Yeah, that that it, it's yeah. very strange. And for what you're telling me uh, about how much the producers intervened with the cast, um, and you're, but I think also you have to put the onus on the cast too. And you're saying that you think most of these people, it's like you said about the Bachelor in Australia, that they're not really they're not looking for love. They want to be famous. They want to be on a TV show. 
Yeah. Um, and I think that you could tell that for most of the couples here, you know? Um, yeah. but there did see like, you know, Connie and Jonathan actually, Jonathan, maybe not so, but Connie seems pretty real. Um, at least, um, Tosh of Amanda and Tosh seemed pretty real. Michelle, my favorite couple, even though they only lasted like two weeks, maybe, or I guess in your world, three episodes, two or three episodes was Poppy and Luke. And, and oh, you know, yeah. she had to go back for her kid. Um, uh, do you well, know anything else about them? Tell me. I want to hear some yeah. gossip. Okay. The gossip. This was the first big gossip of the show. Oh. Uh, she wasn't crying about her kids. The talk was that she had accused Luke of some sexual indiscretion. <gasps> With of against her? Against her. Oh no, really? She said that she was going to go to court and everybody was sort of not supposed to talk about it. But we've heard nothing since. So whether that's true or not, I don't know yet. There's no mention of anything in courts or anything. But that's what, when she left the show, which they made it look like because she missed her kids, because that's what she kept saying. We actually had a drinking game that every time she said she missed the kids, yeah, yeah, oh, you drink. Um, And that's a standard reality show thing too. Yes, yes. And, um, yeah, and... No, wow. that was what, why she left the show. So she's saying that he he like assaulted her or something like that, and but then we never heard that, anything. I mean, yeah, that's what she claimed. Whether okay. it's in the process of going to court, I don't know. Haven't heard any more of it after that. That is shocking um, to me. Be- and and look how I pick them out as the nice couple. This whole yeah. thing is a sham. You freaking Australians. <laughs> I try to is try to hang out with my wife, and all you do is lie to me and have abusers <laughs> yeah. on TV. And oh my yeah. god, that's because I was like, every week I would be like, oh, I wish they bring back Luke and Poppy. Like they seem like such a nice. But you know what? He was kind of like kind of quiet guy. You never. I mean, then it's TV too. There's all editing, you know. Yeah. But that's so. I always oh my thought god. it was a bit bit creepy because. He was the quiet one, and they always say, you know, serial killers are those ones that <laughs> are quiet and they keep to themselves. And oh, he's a nice guy; he kept to himself. <laughs> That's what the neighbors always say. Oh my god! All right, well, listen, we got to get to some more of this gossip. What else? Yeah. Okay, and now let me ask you this: I remember when this was actually airing, and you sent me a message, and you were like, "Hey, have you heard about?" That what's going on with this season and I didn't want to ask you and I didn't want to look back and kind of spoil myself but yep. was it the toothbrush incident was that actually such a big deal when he when, was, um, what's his name uh, David used Haley's toothbrush to clean his toilet it was blown up um, when we first heard it which we heard about it before the show had started yeah toothbrush gate um it was you know all these rumors about this happened and apparently she brushed her teeth for four days with it and as it turned out 
it wasn't a big deal. He did it. You know, he, uh, he then told somebody who then told a producer who made sure she didn't use it. But did this become a big deal in Australia, like in the media and stuff? Um, not really. Okay. I think by then the, the media had sort of lost interest in the show. Okay, I get it. Because I was watching uh, it the whole time, and I was saying I thought that maybe this was a cultural like difference because there were certain things in the show. I mean, we are different, live in different countries. And though I think that it's it's, our cultures may be similar in some ways and our language and whatnot, there's differences. And I just think here in America, if somebody use somebody's tooth, like clean out toothbrush, they'd be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? It just seemed like more of a mortal wound, like very offensive, like deeply offensive to her. And the show made it into such a big deal. And I just sat there and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of think Michael is worse. Like, yeah, this guy's starting fights with everybody. He broke up like two couples. (laughs) To be honest, when it came around to what, when we finally saw the toothbrush incident, that I didn't think it was that big a deal. Yeah. It was just, a, you know, a, an argument, and they both did silly things, and you know, I didn't think much of it, to be honest. Yeah, Michael's a much more, uh, would you say, a much meaner person. Yes. In it took satisfaction in trying to break up other couples. He did, and Stacy really as well. Did. It wasn't just Michael; she was just as bad. Oh, St- that's what I was. Get- yeah, Stacy was too. Yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah. That's the thing they had going on. And it's so interesting to me. I love, like you, I love all reality TV and whether it's a different survivor, right? Or, you know, from a different country or it's like the different versions, even um, just recently the circle between the American version and the UK version, what people, what kind of what different cultures in reality shows think is important. And, um, the 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 thing I kind of took, and and that's interesting. You're talking about the toothbrush thing, is there is just seemed to be like in a in the 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 men in the Australian show, in in this Married at First Sight rather than the American men on the American Married at First Sight, seem to be actually way more open in talking about their feelings. Yes, definitely. But, but also at the same time, much more easily um uh I don't know, like they much more easily felt that their pride was injured. Yeah. I don't know how to describe that. Like I don't want to say they were pr- they weren't prideful. They just were more apt to say, "Hey, you're making fun of my manhood or something like that, though the idea of masculinity was not what I expected because I expected the Australian men. I, I, I see Australia as like, you know, kind of like the Wild West in a sense, right? Like <laughs> yeah. very strong men, you know, the men like. We're not, we're not really. Right. That's, that's the image that 
goes across on movies and yeah. TV shows. But the guys well, were really open. Just as normal as Americans, just with a different accent, basically. <laughs> but I think that the men were much more emotionally in touch with themselves than the um, uh, than the men that I've seen on the American version of this show, and yeah, even I'd on like The Bachelor that, or whatever. Yeah. They just certainly are prepared to open up about any feelings they have. Yeah. Yeah. And just more um, more just upfront about it. Like, this is the way I feel. Right? Like, yep. not, not yep. over-emotional, like, oh, like, they always want to talk about their emotions. Just emotions are a thing. I will discuss them now. This is how I feel. Yeah, and, and nobody laughs at them or anything. Yeah. And in America... It seems more like if a guy opens up, um, it's got to be more dramatic or something. You know what I mean? Like, yep. oh, something bad happened to me when I was 12. You know, everybody has <laughs> yeah. a story, right? It's called story from yeah, the past. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, you yeah. got a little of that with Haley, but it wasn't as much as in an, an American show. Everybody is Haley. Yeah. Now, I can't. We're talking about some of the, the scandals. I yeah. can't let this one go. Okay. Amanda and Tash. What? I know nothing. Yeah. Well, do you remember there was an episode where Amanda said to Tash, I'll meet you down in the poolside, and Tash turned up three hours later? I do remember that. Yep. Well, apparently she met her new girlfriend, and was with her for three hours. Oh my God. So that's, so you're talking about Tosh who was married to Amanda. Yeah. And I thought that she was the one who was more hurt by Amanda. So she was the one who was cheating. She played the victim very well. And Amanda couldn't work out how to keep the conversation good for her yeah you know, oh. she got angry yep. and it made it look worse for her oh wow that's really interesting and did she know about that during shooting because she never amanda never brought it up or anything i don't think she knew um she's never said that she knew okay but i think she had suspicions because of the fact that she was three hours late ah. and then showed absolutely no interest in wanting to do anything yeah. with amanda Oh. And just a, a side thing, um, Amanda uh, went on to a GoFundMe, started GoFundMe page because she wanted to move from Melbourne to Queensland and she wanted the public, her fans, to pay for it. And this was during the pandemic, of course. Yeah. And uh, the public got pretty angry with fact that she was asking for money just so she could move to a nicer place. Oh, man. So these so people- she had to take that down. Okay. And then shortly after that, she did a, a, a big spiel on, uh, was it YouTube? No, Facebook, sorry, about how um, uh, the 5G towers were responsible <laughs> for the pandemic. 
Oh no! What is she? QAnon two or something? Oh my oh, god! Oh no! I couldn't believe I, I couldn't stop laughing when I was watching. That's that. hilarious! Oh, dude! So these so really, um, it seems to me that a lot of these characters are a bit more open about benefiting financially from this show. Yes, definitely. Right. Yeah, and they're not I, trying like, to hide it as much. Huh? Yeah. They should do a better job and just get on Instagram, get a couple sponsorships, work your way up. Then after six months, that's when you start cashing in. You got to establish yeah. yourself outside of the show first. Exactly. Not try to but feed they, off of it right away. They, they lost out on all their uh, after show uh, stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. The, and, and then you the know what? And everything. They mentioned that, actually, Peter, they mentioned that again and again, and Michael kept on mentioning it on that 20-minute American oh, after yeah. show. He kept yeah. on saying, we didn't have an opportunity, yeah. you know, and then he said, when I could finally get out, you know, and he was like, I had a lot of fun, but it's like, yeah. he, but he was pretty honest about it. Okay, let me, let's go, let's see, any other... Uh, Alex and Ivan, do you know anything else about them? I found them so fascinating. And I thought that Ivan was going to be the villain of the show. Yeah. From the very first episode, I said to my wife, Ivan's going to be the villain. And he wasn't the villain. He actually, it seemed to me that he very quickly fell in love with Alex. Then when Alex saw where he lived and his lifestyle, she thought he was going to have a house like Michael. And when it turned out that he was more of a fake it till you make it type of dude and he hadn't made it yet, she didn't want to be on TV with him, but she still kind of liked him. That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. He was, uh, he he had a way of talking, which made him sound uh, sort of more posh than he actually was. Yeah. 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 He was faking it till he made, I mean, that's. Yeah. That uh, is apparently, oh, even though during the show they, I think they said that they had had sex, but they didn't, and they were just friends. And once the show finished, they just stayed friends. And in fact, there are videos on his real estate page if you can find it, um, where she plays like the loving wife and he's the husband and they've got two little kids and it's this house they're trying to sell and, you know, all this sort of stuff, you know, sort of a show house and everything. Um, so they're just, they're just friends. Weird. They've stayed friends. Really? So they fit. So because our impression, the last episode, they said they're in a relationship now. Yeah, they weren't. They just said that because everybody was saying, you know, you're not going to make it and all that sort of stuff. God, Peter, everything is a lie. Yes. <laughs> uh, out of all the couples, out of all the couples, uh, Elizabeth and Seb are still together. Uh, although it really depends on which um, women's magazine you look at because I've seen the headlines, uh, um, you know, when I'm at the supermarket waiting for it to be served and the headlines in one magazine is, uh, shock split between those two, and the other one's got. Are they engaged? And so I don't. <laughs> a, a lot of the uh, stuff is just made up. So wow, and I mean, uh, to me, I I kind of I think Steve got a good edit on the show, 
even yep. they're stringing along. And now that you told me the real deal about they couldn't leave, I felt that Michelle, I mean, like it wouldn't have taken, I don't know. I just always say this to my wife and it's a, especially about married at first sight. If they don't have sex within the first two weeks, they are not going to stay together. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's not because I think sex, you have to have sex. It's because they're, you're not attracted to the other person. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? You're just not and attracted. It's pretty, pretty obvious that he wasn't attracted to yeah. her. He said his type was uh, uh, Asian 20, 25 to 30-year-old girls. Yeah. Well, wasn't his ex-girlfriend like like um, a, a former fashion model? And- yeah. And he's he was what, 56, yeah. 58 yeah. or something, yeah. and he likes to date young Asian girls. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying anything wrong with it, but that's not what they gave him. Yeah, so. that's not Michelle. Yeah, and they no. and she and yeah. I see. I would feel kind of pissed if I was her. If I was Connie, um, yeah, just did not give them a pleasant edit. Um, and also like Vanessa and Chris, I don't know if I'd ever seen someone on a reality show talk so poorly about them. So I felt so bad for Vanessa. Yeah. And I was like, why aren't the, that's when I also got clued into the experts. We're going to do anything for these people. It's like, why aren't they talking to her? Like she's sitting there going, I know I'm ugly and everyone tells me I'm ugly. And I'm like, you know what? You're not ugly. No, she wasn't ugly at all. Like that's um, not not. That's, I felt that's where a proper expert should have been in there. Exactly. And, yep. You know, like you can. I like the American version because I like um, Pastor Carl and mm-hmm. is it Carl? Carl? Yeah, Pastor Carl. Carl. Yeah, uh, he doesn't come in and push his religion down anyone's throat. He gives helpful advice. I agree. I agree. And I like that. That me too. Yeah, you know, that's good. I've said um, I'm but not, if you do do want to have a laugh though, uh, do you go on TikTok at all? No, I've never been on it. No, I haven't either. But on, <laughs> on some, of the, some of the Facebook sites that I have been going on to, uh, they have been putting up some of the videos from TikTok okay. of uh, Stacey Hampton, and if you can find her TikTok address, or if you go on. Facebook, you might be able to find um, a site that that might have them. Although the, it's pretty much finished now, so it might be all gone. But she is the worst dancer <laughs> that you're ever going to see. <laughs> and you know that TikTok thing. I mean, I don't, I don't look at TikTok, but I've seen you know it's young girls who do all this. Fancy dancing with her hands and yeah. you know, all this sort of stuff. She tries to do it, and it's just hilarious wow. because she's got absolutely no rhythm. And those sorts of dances aren't made for twenty-six-year-olds who look about forty. Yeah. Well, hey, at least one real thing came out of this experience, though, right? Yeah. We got to see that she really is a bad dancer. I was. I'm trying to see <laughs> if we get any other gossip about some of these couples. I think Uh, my favorite really was, I really liked Alex and Ivan. I just thought that they were interesting. They didn't show Kathy and Josh was weird. And I have to say the weirdest thing of all 
was uh, Natasha and Mikey. How? Oh yes. She tells everybody that he he you know he basically didn't last very long in the sack, and then he's just so upset by it that it just destroyed their their relationship. But now I gathered that that's probably maybe none of that even happened. Yeah, uh, it's hard to know what's true and what's not. Uh, the whole talk about Mikey and Stacy sleeping yeah. together, everybody seems to say it happened except for Stacy, who says it didn't. Nah. So uh, I don't know. She doesn't have it, much of a uh, a good track record coming through on no, the show, man. You know? No, uh, I don't. I wouldn't believe her. I'd believe Mikey more than her. He sounded like he said when he when it was exposed. Why would he? confess to something that's going to make him look bad yeah but in her defense it did bring him back into the conversation right like yeah, he yeah. he left as a kind of demasculinized boy and he came back as the guy who took the alphas woman yeah. you know what i'm saying and i've seen the uh photo of his current girlfriend mm-hmm and he's not doing too bad these days. Well, I mean, hey, he was a successful guy. Like, I mean, you know, that's another thing. Like, we talked about it on The Bachelors. Like, these people seem to have, even if they're looking for fame, they actually had jobs. They were, like, real people. You know, yep. uh, uh, unfortunately, a lot of American shows, whether it's, like, The Love Island, The Bachelor, The Bachelor's trying to go away from casting, like, all Instagram people who, like, you know, their job is, like... um, they make up some fancy word, you know, digital marketing savant or something. And it really yeah. means that they have an Instagram account and that's their job. Yeah. There's um, quite a few of these ones were, uh, influencers. It, yeah. Yep. Instagram influencer. No, that's not, I mean, just make, give them their own show. Actually, I think Netflix has a show about, they just came out with one where they like pit influencers against each other. But, oh really? Uh, yeah. Let's see if there's there is there anyone else that we hadn't chatted really about, or is there any other uh, good gossip that you wanted to drop? You didn't have a chance to blow my mind. Yeah, with? I should. Uh, Haley. Yeah. She uh, joined the um, "We're Not Wearing a Mask" group and protested about wearing a mask really? in public. Of course. She also started up a, a site called OnlyFans that I don't know much about. But apparently she's putting uh, like half naked photos of herself oh, yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, the OnlyFans became popular here in America because some actress that was on a CW or she was in Twilight, I don't even remember who it was, said she was gonna be naked and all the and in like one day she made like a million dollars or something. And oh, then really? Yeah, and then she came out and said, no, actually, I'm not going to appear naked. I was doing this as, as part of a film I'm working on where uh, the where my character decides to go into this type of uh, internet stuff. And I was just – it would, became this whole big thing. But also um, our friend Donald I – don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Donald from the Donald is Lost Days. He has a great OnlyFans that I've been subscribed to for a while now and it's definitely nc17 so okay. no i'm just kidding but donald's always <laughs> saying that he's gonna start an only fans 
But uh, that's interesting. So, but no more stuff that pertains to the show. Because I thought uh, the way the couples mixed, and when I found out that KC was with Michael, and I was like, what? I was like, what else is going on? Oh, there was a rumor that Steve was dating Connie. Uh, yeah, that was just a rumor. Okay. They, what happened was um, he was in whatever state she was in, uh, Queensland or I'm not sure which one of the states, and um, they just met up for a coffee. Oh, okay, okay. And they were sitting there having a coffee, photographs got taken, splashed all over a magazine saying, are these two a couple? But they, they weren't. They, okay. They're just catching up. Oh, I so have one more. <laughs> Can I, you believe anything? I don't know. I know, right? I got one last question for you. And this, I'm, it's just totally wondering. I thought that when Connie came on the American After Show, she had had her teeth fixed or had like new front teeth. Yeah. Is th- did that happen? Yeah, I think it was after the show finished that she got them done. Okay. Um, but an interesting thing I just remembered about Connie was when the show started, they claimed she was studying to be a marine biologist or something like that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, apparently, no. Uh, she is a uh, makeup artist who likes marine science <laughs> as an enthusiast. <laughs> man all right man we're gonna end the show here because everything is a lie my entire life is a lie peter you have just i you know what i think i'm a savvy guy and most of the time when people are saying oh they wrote all that on the thing i'm always saying to myself do you know how much harder it is to get an actor to act things and is to just allow weird people to be weird on camera? Um, yeah. But I guess in this case, these producers crafted an elaborate 37 episode six month fantasy that <laughs> my wife and I enjoyed because from the original show, my wife was like, I really like Connie. And I was like, why, honey? And she's like, I wanted to be a marine biologist, too. <laughs> Look, after all of the uh, negative things I've said about it, I can't wait for the next season. Me, too, man. And I really <laughs> hope that they show, they keep showing the Australian version because yeah. I, I am utterly fascinated you know, we didn't talk too much about, I mean, the main culture difference is that that's what I found is that the, I thought the Australian men were going to be man, like, you know, Mad Max beyond Thunderdome, you know, <laughs> and they were, and I mean, I've known Australian people and men, so I know that that's not true, you know, people are people, but I just thought it would come off that way. And yep. I was just really shocked even from the first episode that maybe the guys were lying but they did seem very willing to this is the way i feel and just being straight up about stuff and i really like that because um that that's what really annoys me about uh a lot of the men on the bachelorette and the men on married at first sight and everything it's always this bullshit where like i don't want to talk about my feelings talking about your feelings is dumb and I'm like, yeah, I never understood that because yeah. the 
the women on Married at First Sight in America, the women always open up. Yeah. Well, that's America, though. That's, you know, that's the American thing. You're not a man. If you, if you, if you have empathy, if you talk about your feelings, that's not alpha. That's not masculine. Where my thing has always been, but that's just part of you. That actually makes you less alpha or in control of yourself when you ignore who you are, you know? So I kind of, now it makes me see Australian men as being actually stronger because they seem to be more willing to kind of like be open about who they are and what they feel. Yep. But hey, that's and just by me. the way, they have started filming the new season. All right. Well, they better it's show been- it over here because I love it. I love it, man. And um, yep. it was a great, uh, man, I've been talking to you for like four hours today. We talked about <laughs> The Bachelor. We talked about Married at First Sight. It's been amazing to talk with you, bro. You bring a great energy. We definitely want to have you come back on the podcast. I know you've been listening for a long time. and We've we've been friends and talking, and you sent me out seasons of Survivor, which I loved. And, uh, you know, it's just it's awesome knowing you. And any final words you want to have? Uh, no, I think we covered everything. No, you don't want to tell me now that you're not actually in Australia, that that's a lie, too? <laughs> Oh, I'm actually in New Zealand. No, uh, oh, okay. I thought you were in Long Island <laughs> with DJ Tim Hines. <laughs> no, uh, very happy to come on anytime you want me. So look forward to it. All right, buddy. Well, thank you everyone for listening. This has been a pleasure. Watch Married at First Sight. The American sees. Are you watching? Are you up to date and watching the American season yeah, now? Uh, the, the latest episode we haven't watched yet. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're up to date. Yeah, they're just hitting COVID, and that's yeah. that's an interesting episode, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. But um, thanks yeah. everyone for listening. Thank you again, Peter, for coming on. It's a, really a pleasure, man. And we should have done this a long time ago, and we will do it sooner again. Cool. Thanks, Axel. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. All our great podcasts. We'll be back next week. Sarah and I will be talking about The Bachelor. And we'll have another special guest. And we'll just keep on rolling along here in reality world. And we won't lie to you. Everything on this show is real. Except my name's not really Axel. Peace out. One of the best parts about podcasting is getting to know the listeners and making new friends. And one of those friends is Andy. You may have heard me mention him before on one of our many podcasts. And Andy and his wife, Claire, are looking to adopt. So if you or anybody you know is considering adoption for their baby, please consider the loving family of Andrew and Claire. They're a home study approved adoptive family of three living on a farm in southern Minnesota with a dog, Barney, and two turtles. They're able to adopt from anywhere in the United States and would love to answer any questions you may have. To learn more about them, check out their Facebook page at Andrew and Claire Adopt or on Instagram at Andrew underscore and underscore Claire underscore adopt. You can also email them at Andrew and Claire Adopt at gmail.com. So again, if you or anyone you know is considering adoption for their baby, reach out at andrewandclaireadopt at gmail.com. Thanks.